This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you for downloading the Whole Radio Weekly Podcast. This is a recording of a live show broadcast every Monday night from 8 o'clock. If you want your message to be included on the next show, you can email us during the week at radio at homesdale.net. Please note the phone lines are now closed. Homesdale Radio. Brilliant strike, short scandal, puts Crystal Palace in front from absolutely nothing. Driven in, and a wonderful strike by Dean Moxie. Boxing as well to put it back into the danger area. This is Jermaine Easton, and that's a wonderful finish. finish, finish, finish. <laughs> hello, hello. We're, well, we're back. I am your host, Chris Hambling, and that was our new jingle, and uh, the producer, Mike, he's uh, put a lot of work into that. He jingled all over himself, and those were the results. Uh, fantastic stuff. And well, it's it's a, it's great to be back. I have to say, um, we've we've missed you lot. Well, those of you that have, have bothered to tune back in. Obviously, it's pre-season time. Um, first game is against Basingstoke on uh, on Friday. In fact, so we're, we're just here's the big one. Uh, we've got a full preview of that later, including in-depth discussions on in the entire Basingstoke team. Uh, that is a lie. Um, but, I mean, yeah, we're just going to ease ourselves back in and hopefully ease, ease you guys back in as well before we, uh, before we get into the new season. And with me today, I have Ben Nagel, Aaron Mitchell and Mark Ross. It's three of the favourites, I would say, from last season. And, uh, well, I'm going to go to, I'm going to have a quick chat with Ben and see what he's been up to in our, in our break. Hello, Ben. Evening, Christopher. You alright? Yeah, I am, yeah. You're sounding much louder than you were in the uh, pre-show stuff. You were very quiet then. Too loud? Not too loud, no. I mean, generally speaking, it's probably too loud for yourself. But, I mean, let's... Um, I, do you know what? I've got to ask you about this. I've been um, I've been keeping up to date on your Twitter. I know you're about course. to you, you do, yeah. I mean, you've been to a few gigs recently, haven't you? Some uh, some good gigs, were they? Do you want to take us through what they were? Um, well, the two that you're going to want to talk to me about are... Uh, no, no, I mean, let's... Hate that. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I mean, are you a middle-aged woman? That's... No, sorry, I that's, that when I was there, though. Yeah, that is unbelievably sexist and unacceptable of me. And I'd like to apologise to all the middle-aged women listening. Um, ben, how was, how was JLS? That's the question on everyone's lips. 
I'm going to go through my excuse first, and that is the fact that it was my mum's birthday, and that's the reason that I went. Through no love of JLF of my own, I went because of my mum. <laughs> okay. It's a good excuse. But I did enjoy it. It was really good, actually. No, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that, that figures, that figures. Anyway, uh, new season. Uh, you're going on holiday fairly soon, so you're going to miss the start of it. But you've got yourself a season ticket, bang next to me, and also producer Michael. Who's uh, busy no, writing? You are sandwiched. <laughs> Hopefully not literally, or you know, <laughs> I'm not promising anything anyway. Um, you looking forward to the new season? I can't wait actually. Yeah, I've always miss Palace close season and get a bit bored of things to do. Yeah, mm. I'm looking forward to getting back to Celeste Park again. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm done talking to you now. Thanks very much. It's been wonderful. No worries. Um, bye. Bye. Uh, Aaron. Hello. Buenos noches, Christopher. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I thought, new season, a new voice, I suppose. Um, how, how have you been? I obviously saw you at the pubcast, and I will mention that later on. Um, but, you know, what, what have you been up to recently? Um, just uh, the bowling, and of course, keeping up to date with the Palace, of course. Just have to mm. say, Sussex finished 13th, which isn't too bad. We gave it our best shot, and um, I'm definitely looking forward to the new season, for what games I can get up to. Okay, good work, and uh, we will be getting you a new microphone soon, won't we? Yes, we will be. <laughs> good stuff, mate. All right. money. I'll, mo- I'll move swiftly on to Mark, just to say hello to Mark. Mark, hello. Evening, Chris. Evening, lads. I'm just Evening, pissing mate. myself. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> pissing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just changing my trousers after that conversation you had with me. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's social, oh, can you believe right? it? Can you believe <laughs> what we're dealing with here? It's, it's disgraceful. This is a this is a football show where you know it's men, men manly men, and then yeah, you've got one going to a fucking anyway. I, need, I just swore there. That's bad. Watershed, yeah. I know, terrible, isn't it? Anyway, we're getting we're, you know we're yeah. we're just easing back in. All right, I'm gonna uh, Mark. Anything in particular you want to say to your hordes of fans got... before we move on? I was just going to say to Ben, how can he blame his mum for going to the <laughs> I've heard it all. Oh, no, to the listeners. Yeah, well, um, I'm glad to be back. Uh, I hope they're glad to be listening, and we've got some football to talk about, and that's what the show's we about. Have, so we'll have. We'll shut our faces now, really. Um, I've got a few little, few little bits of admin to catch up on before we get into the discussion. Um, just to let you know what's coming up, we're going to have a quick chat about uh, one of the major sort of topics that's been up on on the Homesdale, and also there's been similar similar topics on the BBS. Uh, we're just going to, yeah, sort of catch up with a few bits and pieces, talk to uh, a Leicester City fan, it's Mike McCarthy. He uh, has a, a blog, it's called Fox Blogger. The address for that is www.foxblogger.wordpress.com. Um, we're going to get his, I mean, Leicester have been making uh, all the news, really, in the Championship, and we thought it would be a good chance to get him on, talk about the signing of Neil Dans, because that's the main part of interest from... From Palace, but also there's been a lot of talk about Leicester buying the league, putting a lot of money out there. And you know, it must be in equal parts exciting and slightly daunting, I suppose, as a Leicester fan. And we just want to get his opinion on that. And uh, if you've got any questions, uh, you know, to, to ask a, a sort of die-hard Leicester fan, then, then do let us know. I'll give you those contact details. I would give you those contact details, but they've disappeared off the page. What's happened there, Mikey? Fantastic. I remember the phone. Uh, it's radio at homesdale.net. The uh, phone number is 0208-123-1646. Twitter is twitter.com forward slash whole radio. And Facebook is facebook.com forward slash whole radio. How good was that? I remembered them all. Uh, 
That was oh, impressive. Do you like that? It's the only good thing I'm going to do all season. <laughs> okay, uh, after we've spoken to the, the Leicester fan, we've got Rich Corley from the South London Press on. Uh, also, it's www.southlondontoday.com, I believe, or .co.uk. Um, Rich has uh, broke the news that we're signed Mile Yedinak today. Um, also, he's talked... Uh, basically, if you keep up to date on Rich's Twitter, you'll notice he... Uh, Tends to be pretty quick with the with the confirmed stories, and you know he's always always got a few words for, for Palace fans asking for news as well. So we're going to catch up with Richard, and hopefully uh, get some sort of the latest on the uh, on the sort of uh, transfer news for from him for him from him. Okay, brilliant. I've done very well there. Um, <clears throat> right, the uh, sort of uh, we did a, a video. Uh, we called it a pubcast. Uh, if you haven't seen that, do check our page. Uh, and it's also up on YouTube. Just looking for some feedback, really. It was quite a lot of fun to to do. Uh, it's pretty poor quality. We'll probably be giving it another go in the course of the season with slightly better equipment uh, and seeing if there's any sort of desire for us to do that on a more regular basis. It, it did help with us all being in the same room. I think we we enjoyed the discussion. But do have a do have a listen to that and check out the page. It's www.holradio.net. Um, or search for Homesdale Radio, all one word, on YouTube. Uh, Want to make? Um, <coughs> excuse me, that's terrible. Want to make mention of the, the fact <laughs> broadcasting in a, in a higher bit rate? That will mean nothing to most people. But uh, if anyone's got any comments on the audio quality, it'd be great to hear from you. Obviously, send us an email. Radio at Homesdale.net is probably best on that one. Uh, the last thing I want to mention. Uh, at the top of the show is the initiative um, I think once again it was started by uh, Richard Wilshire uh, who you might know as Tasty Snacks on the BBS and Homesdale uh, he's always getting involved in these these um, what I say schemes probably the best word but uh, it's a fantastic one this time it's uh, it's called Let's Buy a Season Ticket and the idea uh, you can read about it on the on the BBS it's a pin thread there and there's, I think there's a thread, uh, thread floating around on Homesdale and it's basically about how the owners have honoured season tickets and how if, if you want to make a donation or if you just want to make a donation anyway, whether you had your season ticket honoured or not, it's uh, it's basically buying tickets for um, essentially for sort of needy people, for kids, and sort of encouraging both those who can't get to games and potentially some new fans as well. Uh, we'll probably try and get Richard on at some point to tell us a bit more about it. I think the, the figure I looked at today is something in the region of £1,800, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, the email address, if you want to donate, you can donate via PayPal. Hopefully you've got a PayPal account. Um, it's cpfc.lbast at gmail.com. Uh, if you use that email address to donate, and make sure you select that it's a gift on PayPal. Uh, and then all the money, uh, you'll get the option to pay the um, sort of transaction fee, so all the money you want to donate goes to that cause. And it'd be great if you could do that. <coughs> Excuse me, i running out of air there. Hmm. Okay, um, what I'm going to do next, we've got um, the discussion point um, we, we'd like you to, to ring. You can, you can ring in on now if you like. And the point is, uh, re- what is a realistic aim for next season? Um, I say there's been some discussion on that, and I'm going to hand over to Mark now, who's going to take us through it. Mark. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, well, uh, I was wading through the threads over the last week, and uh, we had a pre-show discussion yesterday, and we were trying to decide what was the most appropriate thread, bearing in mind the time of the season we're in, uh, to have a chat about among ourselves with uh, you, the listeners, and get your thoughts. And if uh, 
you know, you want to give us a call or email us your thoughts this evening, we'd be more than happy to take your call or your email. The uh, thread, as Chris already mentioned, was realistic aims for next season. It started off on the 6th of July, I think, and uh, it was still being updated today. Um, there was uh, a lot of doom-mongering on the, uh, on the HOL thread. Uh, lots of Sorry, Mark, we've people. got a caller pretty much straight away, mate, so we're gonna, I'm going to get Mikey to pop him on. Hello, who's that? Is that you, Chris? It is indeed. Who am I speaking Hello, to? Hello, Chris. My name's Jerry. I've just uh, responded to your... Joined the hundreds of people ringing you up, Chris, and just want to talk about <laughs> the question that you posed um, on there. So I'd, if you want to um, take my call, I'd be very grateful. Now, that's great. You're on, you're on live now. Mark was just starting us off with the, uh, the question. And it's, well, Mark, if you want to ask the question to our, to our caller, that'd be great. Yeah. Hello. Co- Hi. Hello. And uh, your realistic aim for next season is going to be? I just feel... I'd be happy with us improving on the pitch and off the pitch as well. Sort of raising the profile. The last two years have been difficult, but we, I don't. I like to think that we. I know we we will have a slight skirmish with um, the team down the bottom, but I hope you know we're we're finished near mid table, or even you know have a flat out for, for a playoff place. You know that's what I like to do, and of course mm. be. Beat, beat Brighton, of course, which is a bit worried about getting a ticket for um, Brighton. But I'm trying to do everything I can, but the club haven't released how they're going to, you know, if um, if the demand is going to be absorbed by the deallocation that Brighton give us. That's what I like to do: beat Brighton home and away, and just to progress and hopefully get, um, you know, the tendencies pushing up better. I think the signs are good for that because we've got, um, I think we've got a certain um, a potential of an increase on season ticket holders um, this season than we had in, say, the last three years, I understand. Yeah, there's lots of good points there. I mean, uh, I mean, going back to the thread that was originally posted, um, there was, as I was saying before you came on the show, uh, there was a lot of negativity among, among the fans. And uh, obviously we've got a new signing in today, which we'll be talking about a bit later on in the show. And suddenly, just on the basis of one new signing, um, the sort of uh, general, you know, sort of feeling seemed to, you know, uh, pick up and there was mm. a bit more positivity. And uh, I think, you know, that uh, people were just obviously frustrated that we hadn't actually made any significant moves in the transfer I'll market other than from the beginning of the season. Yeah, and, Sorry, Mark, can I just step in, mate? Oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't actually catch your name earlier on. Uh, it's Jerry, Jerry, Chris. Jerry. Oh, Jerry, hi, Jerry. Sorry yeah. about that, mate. Um, As in Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. I, um, no, I just wanted to pick up on, on, on the sort of the essence of the point you're making, because it's, it's similar to my Hello? point I, I, I made on the thread. It was, um, there is a difference between really having uh, an aim and an expectation. You know, you talk about uh, the playoffs, and, and I totally agree in terms of an aim. I think I don't think that's being too positive. I think that's the right, the right thing to do. Um, but I do think we've got to be careful not to have an expectation of getting there. And I, I do think there's a very distinct difference. Snap, I agree with you. I don't think. I mean, I've been a Palace fan and supporter for 40 years, and it's a roller coaster club, just like other clubs might. We've the same, 
But um, <coughs> what I do feel, um, Chris, is like you, I would like it, but I don't expect it. It's not an expectation. It's not a right, nothing to write. But I do believe um, in football, especially with Crystal Palace, but I do believe it would be nice if we could actually kind of um, not be too involved or absolved in worrying about, you know, um, sort of like struggling too much at the bottom. Mm, so, you know, when you when you rang and you said that you'd like to see things improve off the field, what 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 ways would you like to see things improve off the field? Well, I think it's already happening to some extent, Mark. Regarding, you know, I was at the club today because I wanted to buy my tickets for the friendly against Norwich in two weeks tomorrow, and of course, uh, I can't I, I can't venture at home. I think on the ninth of um, August, but I'm trying to think the facilities have got to be better. I I probably sit I, I sit Homestead Road but for some years I was at Arthur Way and I've got the member stand and um, you know it's a ground you know I think I, I just think the profile of the club in terms of when I first supported the club in the, the late and that's years ago and I don't want to talk about the past you can't change the past but there's a great initiative like bringing a pal to the palace and this kind of thing but I do feel as I say uh, Crystal Palace um, 2010 have really tried to outreach the local community because so I understand if I, if I understand correctly we've we've uh, I think got 1,000 uh, 1, more season ticket holders but people who have been season ticket holders for the last 18 months or so have not renewed that might be changing but the fact is that we managed to generate and hopefully retain a new audience is quite encouraging I feel uh, Chris and Mark yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, have you seen the poster campaign? Yes, all? I have. I South worked London in one crowd and so forth. That's yeah. what I've seen. I've seen both um, Kieran. I've seen Kieran on Army Way in Wandsworth, which is kind of Chelsea <laughs> and Fulham territory. But I've also seen um, Sean Scannell in in Tooting, but none actually within the borough of Croydon yet. Strangely enough. I can't understand why there's none outside the Amex Stadium, but... You never know. You might go down in the night and uh, put one up. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're quite <laughs> impressive. I think what it does do, it sort of like um, portrays a thing about being South London, of course, born and bred and that kind of thing, and also, you know, trying to support your local team. Because um, even... Back in the day, all those years ago, when I fought, I wouldn't have supported Palace. You know, had someone said when they said to me, "Do you want to go on Crystal Palace?" I thought they meant the park, sort of to dinosaurs play. But when I went to watch a football <laughs> club, they won and stole my heart. That from that day on, you know, even though I knew they're quite, even though when I did my research on the history club and where they were, it was such yeah. a great club to go to visit. You know. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. Yeah, I think it's fantastic point you make there. Actually, I mean. Uh, that, I think that's the kind of um, the way we have to build for the future. I, I think a probably good way to, place to sort of uh, to wrap this up, really, in that the, the club, clear, the new owners, clearly recognise that the way to, to build this club is to. You can't really promise, you know, top division football, big money signings, and all that sort of stuff. That's not what we're about. You know, we're about a committed support and a, and a history. And I think I think having owners that understand that um, is is going to make things so much easier in building that support base. I think, Mark, and uh, the history doesn't always say what you should do in the, in the past, but when we signed places to play people like Gabardini and they can buy, we spent quite a lot of money. And even that French defender we got under Steve Koppel, that was our record mm -hmm. transfer fee. I think it still might be, actually. And the yeah. point is, those players just didn't come off. You're not trying to say, I mean, Andrew Johnson, I think, was the, the 
a, a lightweight in the um, Clinton Morrison deal, but he made us millions. Without Andrew Johnson, we wouldn't have seen the Premiership. We wouldn't have, we, and he did his best to keep us there, but we wouldn't have probably made the playoffs the following year. And I think, um, you know, with football, you need, I mean, you, you know, when you sort of like the general sort of Joe public, ourselves, when we get walk around, all we hear about is the Premiership and Tottenham and Man United yeah. and how much billions they got. And, you know, Croydonian being a fostered one, uh, being a someone who's in I think it's so important, that mm. palace. And I think even if we had millions of pounds, it doesn't always guarantee success. We've got to look for that chemistry. We've just got to get better on the pitch. And hopefully, yeah. if we can attract the new fans and even some fans who might be differing, they can, might come back because I do believe as a club, we're only going to get more supporters if the product eventually is better on the pitch. Yeah, we've got a hardcore fan of 15,000, but even that was starting to edge the way down to 12, maybe 13. But I still think, mm. I think Crystal Palace um, 2010, I mean, and even I took up my own contribution to Palace as well, Crystal Mark. Now I want to join the trust. I want to try to get involved, do a bit of voluntary mm. work for the club. That's what, that's what I'm 50 years old. I want to give something back to that yeah. club. You're not trying to say, and I think, you know, this is, I think, what we've got to try to do. And um, if we can produce, if we can produce a better team, we will get more fans through the door. Mm. Yeah. Well, I couldn't, couldn't yeah. have put it better myself, mate. So, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, gonna to stop yeah. it there, Derry. That's absolutely thank great. You, really thank thank you, Mark, and Chris for taking mine. And the player to watch next week, the next year, is Scanner. We've got to bring him on nice and gently, but I think we can see good yeah. things from him next year. Yeah, Take care, Mark and Chris. Bye-bye now. Cheers. Thanks for your call, Jerry. Cheers, that's absolutely fantastic. What, what a great caller. And, uh, big, you know, you're, anyway, everyone else listening, you're more than welcome to join in in the same way. Uh, so, Mark, sorry, we, we basically uh, hijacked your introduction. There. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We, we got, we got, <laughs> <laughs> got nicely into things, and, and Jerry sort of moved us ar- along quite nicely. So we're probably yeah. where we are now, we've, uh, I'd say probably in sort of five minutes or so we left um, on this particular subject. <laughs> you want, anything you sort of picked out you wanted to sort of make specific mention of in, in that thread? Well, I mean, I, I didn't spend hours and hours mulling over it, but I did, you know, sort of make a note, little note, if you like, a, a mini a mini football table of uh, people's sort of uh, expectations for next season and um, unsurprisingly the majority of people uh, had us down for sort of below mid-table relegation mm. or just just avoiding relegation. I think uh, worked out something like five people said we might get into the playoffs, four in the top half, 12 in mid-table, 13 below mid-table and relegation or just avoiding relegation, 17. So it's a mm, bit... Really? Uh, and I think the most popular sort of position to finish next season was sort of around 17, 18th or something like that. And uh, so there was people, John Program Seller, Glazier to Eagle, Leeds Eagle 1, Palace Eagle, Hudson Eagle, they all come up with that sort of, that figure, sort of 18 or 18th or there or thereabouts. But there was um, a lot of people who just said survival would be enough, Forest Hillbilly, Jeff Thomas, Belfast Eagle, mm-hmm. Bubs, they were just happy to survive next season. So there's a real mixture. You know, expectations uh, are uh, right up in the air at the moment. But uh, with a new signing today of Mille Yednak, let's hope that you know that's the first of a couple more to come in, and uh, and the season is going to be better than a lot of people are sort of forecasting it at the moment. Anyway. 
even though there's still a month to go. It's so I mean obviously there's I wouldn't say panic setting in or anything like that, but certainly people have been very, very impatient. I think we've all I suppose, again, we'll probably talk to Richard about this later on, uh, Richard uh, Corley. I don't want to go too much into it now, but I think a lot of it's, as soon as you, you see someone linked in the press, that hype starts to build immediately, and whether it's true or not, and people actually react to, to things that were never on, actually even on the cards. Um, I think, yeah. obviously, what we have, what we have, Mark, is we haven't asked Ben and, and Aaron what their opinion in terms yeah. of their aims. I'm just so. uh, going to say, Chelmsford Eagle uh, was had the sort of most interesting. It was short and sweet on the uh, whole message board, and he said aims for next season. And I think everyone would agree: improve our away form, better discipline on the pitch, and play with more wit. And I think that really would, you know, help in more ways than one. Even though he thought that we'd be lucky to avoid relegation, but. <laughs> I think right, Nick, he's, he's Nick, pointing in the Nick, right direction. Can you, uh, can, you, can you hold fire for a couple of minutes? We, just, we didn't want to reject your call, Mr Gussett, because we've got lots to talk to you yeah. about. How about uh, the other lads? Ben, Chris, Aaron, what do you think uh, next season? Your well, really I gave my, my opinion, so off you go, Ben. <laughs> from my, uh, my personal opinion, it's, it's always a roller coaster and it's supporting Palace to set time and time again. I wasn't planning on getting a season ticket for this season with uni and stuff like that, but seeing what happened last season and what we've been through, I think... It's hard not to get one because it's just so exciting what's going to happen in the next season. You can't predict anything, but I'm hopeful. I'm going to put a cheeky bet on, on playoffs, and I'm hopeful that we will finish you know, mid to top half of the table. I don't think we'll be down the bottom like we were last season. Yeah, I you agree with on that one there, Ben. Yeah, as, as Ben said, it's a complete roller coaster with Palace. You can never tell what you're going to get each season, to be honest. You know, a couple of new signings here and there. We have a, we have a decent squad. I don't, I don't think we'll be... You know, low down in the table, I'll take a comfortable mid-table finish and then push on from mm. there, really. Everything seems all right at the moment to me. Okay, sweet. Um, Mark, we've got Nick Gussett on the line. Do you want to ask him that question? Then we can give us some yeah. stick about yeah. a few other things. Evening, Nick. Hello. Good evening. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I thought Brilliant. we could do yeah. hidey high, holdy hole, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and your point is, Nick... <laughs> Well, I'm really excited. I made my last payment on my season ticket today. So hopefully that's dropped through the door in the next couple of weeks. And I think we're not, going... Not that Palace admin you're talking about. I really don't do. I've got a funny feeling <laughs> in my water that we're going to get promoted this year. Really? You really do? As well. There's nothing beats a bit of positivity. Hello. Good lad. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, we were, we were responding. Did you not hear us? <laughs> we were all in, in some sort of deep shock there, Nick. Um, yeah. Your, <laughs> Can't be a bit of slight, pos- positivity. Just slight you? insanity, I think. Um, no, nah, <laughs> listen, we've got to be, be optimistic, I suppose. Oh, we've lost him. Oh, Nick. Oh, man. Um, I think what happened is Skype recognised that what he said was insane. Hello, Nick, I'm just bad now. <laughs> uh, Skype recognised that what he said was completely insane. He's gone again, completely insane, and is just rejecting him as an, even as a person. Yeah. They weren't um, taking him seriously, were they? No, no. Um, <laughs> well, look, I mean, Nick will be no doubt connecting and disconnecting and reconnecting throughout the remainder of the show so we'll just let him get on with that um, oh, I was going to go to the emails but I can't seem to get in it, bear with me Bear with me two seconds oh, Phil, why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves while I try and do something, have you got anything oh, to I'm talk to each other? Are you? I've got, the, I've got the document open already Chris, what's going on Sam? Do you want to take your one? Me, me, yeah, I'll take, I'll take my it one. doesn't make any sense and it's from the man we were just speaking to but you go it ahead. It is it is from Nick Gusser as well. Our cyber friend's electric. 
<laughs> no, he can talk and write at the same time. Uh, we've got a, we've got a, oh, he's there. Now, what is going on? Um, Nick, your, your question was, are cyber friends electric? Well, we want you to answer it. I can't hear a thing here. Hang on, I'll try again. Oh, oh man. He has got his hearing aid turned up, has he? Nick's ruining our show. We should... We should, we should get rid of him. Okay, well let's move on from that. My, um, my, my email questions from, uh, from Jamie, who you might know as Eagleman13, who's the, uh, referee's assessor. We often talk to about refereeing performances and he just wanted to welcome us back. Looking forward to more rip roaring shows. You spelt roaring in there, Jamie. Just mentioned that. And, uh, throughout the season, he says also if it can be any of you or help with referees questions, happy to apply. So all I'll say on that is, uh, during the course of this season, uh, Jamie will be giving us his pearls of wisdom on the infuriating refereeing performances we're bound to, uh, bound to experience. Um, and I'm gonna hand over to Ben. Sorry, go on, Mark. Oh, I was just to say, uh, are you from the spelling police today? <laughs> just... I am, yes. I always am. I'm a horrible pedant. Um, sorry, Ben, you're, oh, ben, uh, you're yeah, got... go Mm. Yeah, we've got we've got a message in from Matt, and he says, "Do you think Dougie will play a diamond formation next year or a more conventional four four two? And when I listen to this on Wednesday, reminder: it's the wor- it's the wife's birthday on Sunday. Don't forget a present. <laughs> so, Matt, if you are listening and it's Wednesday, do not forget your wife's birthday. It's Sunday, okay? Got that? Cool. All right, move yeah. on. If you leave the present buying till Sunday, that's too late. Um, trust me on that one. Uh, what I want to, oh, you know, got, um, must, we've got another email here from, uh, Matthew Curley. It says, hello, That's radio presenters. It. Sorry? Oh, right. Sorry, mate, can you, can you hold on? We haven't answered the, the Ben's one yet. <laughs> hold fire, chief. You're, you're getting ahead of yourself. Uh, the question was, uh, did, does Doug, will Dougie play a diamond formation? I think that refers to the comments made by, um, the comments made by Dougie in the, the fans forum where he talked about, I think it was about uh, Paul Lambert playing it in Norwich and uh, basically to get the best out of Wes Hoolan. And um, what he's basically done is uh, is sort of give an insight into perhaps how he wants to play in the future. I don't think potentially yet we have the personnel. We, I don't know. I'm, more, I'm always undecided about how best to use Ambrose. Lots of people say he's not a winger, but I don't think he's a central midfielder either. Uh, so maybe sort of the tip of that diamond is is the place for him. Uh, he certainly was most successful in a in a what I'd call like a left forward role um, again when when playing under Warnock. So that that's when he was at his best. Yeah. But I think drifting around in that free role in the centre at the head of a diamond is poss- possibly going to be where he's at his best. Um, I, I, I definitely definitely think that the, the diamond formation would definitely suit us as a team. Uh, we can have. Um, KG, for example, sort of a holding midfielder, although he, it has been said he can play an attacking role as well. Definitely Ambrose behind the two forwards because he's definitely good at taking down balls and striking them at goal as well as setting them up. And on the wings, we've got plenty of choice. You know, I know people have said we need another winger, and I think you know we do. But we've got the likes of Zaha, who can play out on the wing. And another player, I've just forgotten their name. Scannell <laughs> can play on the wing. We've got uh, Cadogan. Oh, yeah, Scannell. How can I forget him? Yeah, exactly. He's, I, I agree with the the caller Jerry. He's the man to watch. Well, I, I quite like to see um, Scannell play up front with Murray, with Ambrose just tucked behind them, playing off of them myself. But we yeah, shall see. Not bad, not bad shout, mate. Um, okay, look, before we, we go on to... Well, we'll leave the, the rest of the emails till later on. Uh, obviously, get in touch with us, radio at homesdale.net, and we will uh, do our best to read them all out. 
Uh, whatever subject you like, we usually get some slightly insane emails. Uh, maybe Nick Gusset will be back later, but we're going to go to a quick news in brief feature. Uh, before we will then, uh, well, sorry, when we come back, we will be talking to the uh, to Mike, who's the Leicester fan. All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is news in brief. Palace have completed the signing of Kagisho KG from Fulham for a fee believed to be around £400,000 with future incentives. KG has linked up with the squad already and has stated how he's looking forward to pushing the club towards their ambition of challenging at the top end of the table. Over to you, Mark. Thank you. Palace have taken Murray Gould on trial. The South African centre-back has a fee agreed with the club, providing he impresses. His South African teammate, KG, has spoken of how he feels his friend will fit in, and Gould himself has said that he wants to seize the opportunity to play in the UK with both hands. Over to you, Aaron. Thank you, Mark. Palace have completed the signing of Mireille Yedinet on a free transfer. Yedinet has been known to Palace was Dugan for some time with a recommendation from Tony Popovich. The other night will link up with the squad and provide plenty of competition in the centre midfield. News in brave, brave, brave. We want to hear from you right now. Call us on 0208-123-1646 or drop us an email, radio at homestale.net. Hello and welcome back to Homestale Radio. On the line with us we've got a Leicester fan. So first and foremost, congratulations on becoming the first Leicester fan on the famous Homestale Radio. Um, this, <laughs> everybody, is Mike McCarthy. Hello Mike, how are you doing? Hello oh, Mike. It's gone silent. Mike? Hello, Mike. <laughs> Hello, Mike. Oh, what's happened there, Mikey? Um, can we, uh, right, we will come back hey, to this still... in a second. Oh, there you are. Can hear you. All right. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep. Off you go, Mike. Hold, hold on right, five okay. seconds. Um, all right, no, it's fine. Carry on. Okay, well, the first thing we want to talk to you, obviously, is the big move that all Palace fans have been talking about with Neil Dan's going from Palace to Leicester. Have you seen much of Neil Dans in the past? How do you feel about him coming to you? I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> um, bear with me a second. I think what we've got is we've got too many presenters on the line. So uh, we'll, we'll go back. We'll give Mike a call in a, in a couple of seconds. We'll probably have to drop him off the uh, drop him off the call and bring him back. Um, uh, if the if, if Mikey produces, see these are the sorts of things you have to deal with on live radio. It's it's terrible. It's your first ever link, Ben, and and then I know, yeah. Back. Um, Mikey, can you probably drop uh, Aaron and Mark, and we'll, we'll bring back in in a sec. You're all the weakest thing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, no, nothing. Maybe we should play some music and then come back yeah. in a minute. Yeah, Mi- Mikey, help us out here. Yeah. <laughs> Put that Brotherhood oh. of Man track on, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Need a bit, a bit more James Blunt. Well, what we're actually tra- see what we're trying to talk about really uh, is. Oh, hang on, Mike, are you back? <laughs> oh, this is getting sad. Hello again. Oh, there yes, you are. Yeah. See, I don't know what's happening today. I'm blaming the producer as anyone oh. should. Can I just check that you can hear Ben? Ben, speak. Hello. Hey, Ben. Oh. Hello. <laughs> right. yeah. Can you hear me? Off you go. Yeah, go ahead. 
Okay, right. Um, well, Neil Dan's obviously just moved from Palace to Leicester. I just tried to say a minute ago when we can hear you. Um, it's a big move for Palace fans as we regarded Neil Dan's really highly. Have you seen much of him in the past and what do you think about him moving to Leicester? No, you haven't got an opinion on that. No, it's... Uh, I, do you know what's happening here? I'll tell you I, what, I, let's I, go to a song and then we'll call Mitch Corley and then we'll get him back. back. I need to shout um, and then we yeah, <laughs> off we, off we go. Go to a song. of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homestale Radio. Nick Gusset likes to listen to annoying misses. Look at the stars, look how they shine for you. Everything you do. Yeah, they were all yellow. I came along, I wrote a song for you. Come 
myself Right, hello and welcome back to Homestyle Radio. Hopefully we have Mike McCarthy on the line. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. Hello, right, okay. <laughs> Let's get going with this then. Um, what I was trying to say about three times before is about Neil Dans. Obviously, he's moved from Palace to Leicester. And to us, Palace fans, that's quite a big move. He was a very influential player at Palace. What do you think about Neil Dans? Have you seen him play in the past? Have you, do you know anything about him? Well, I mean, we know he's a, he's a bit of a goal scorer. He's another creative option for Leicester. Uh, we know, he, as, as you say, he's very highly valued at Palace. And uh, what we don't know is really where he's going to fit in at Leicester at the moment, um, because there's a bit of ambiguity over where whether Sven's going to continue with the 4-3-3 that he spent most of last season playing, or whether he's going to switch to a much more traditional and, and what we saw with England, the 4-4-2. So uh, we're all sort of uh, waiting to see whether Dan's going to fit in um, on the right on in the middle. Um, perhaps as a more attacking version, uh, uh, you know, somewhere more towards the front. We just don't know. Um, so uh, I'd be very interested in your thoughts on that, actually. Mm, well, yeah, Neil Dan's, as I just said, is a very influential player, and we're going to we're going to miss him big time this season. Um, but yeah, he, he's he played out wide quite a bit this season, um, but he fits in quite in quite a lot of places actually. So I think there will be a, will be a place for him. But obviously, you've brought in a lot of players over the summer as well. We just I've got a list in front of me: Matthew Mills, David Nugent. Johnson Ledger, Lee Peltier, Casper Schmeichel, and we've heard today rumours of Wayne Routledge as well. So, like you say, with Neil Dan fitting in, if you're bringing in all these players, where is he going to fit in? It's a really good question. I mean, Sven was on the record as saying last season that he felt that we were a bit naive, a bit weak in the field. Um, and with players like Andy King, who are sort of very uh, influential when the ball's going forward, um, you, you do find him going missing when Leicester are a bit under the cosh. Um, you can see why he would want to play three in the middle. I don't know whether Dan's gives that uh, extra sort of abrasiveness in the, in the middle that um, he's looking for, or whether he's going to sort of find himself um, in the role that uh, Darius Vassell uh, filled for mm. most of the uh, uh, game plus season, sort of as the, the right man on a attacking front three. Right, yeah. Chris, Chris, you got any thoughts on this at all? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I, I can see Dan's sort of being being decent out there we've played him out wide a, f- a few times really and um i would say he certainly isn't his best position and and uh the, the the only issue i ever had with dan's you could never fault that man's commitment and he's an extremely talented player but when he's in a position where he has to run with the ball uh he's either very very good or he will he just if he's off if he's having an off game he'll lose the ball and infuriate you every five minutes but that that sounds like i'm criticizing the player who's gone i would absolutely have loved him to stay uh, not only is uh, is he a great player, but he's, he seems a really really nice guy as well. Uh, we, we, you know, we interviewed him at the uh, Player of the Year do, and it's you know it's a real shame to see the guy go. And he was the, the sort of driving force in our midfield. Whether or not he you need him as, as the driving force, I don't know. And perhaps perhaps he'll find some new freedom. I, I, I don't know playing out wide maybe. Um, well, it's very clear that Sven's building a, a, a quite a strong squad for um, what is surely a promotion push this season, but we just don't know. Um, what at the moment the strongest 11 is and we probably won't know until the first ball's kicked because we probably will still be signing players right up until the last minute mm. yeah certainly looking that way um, okay Ben you, you sort of got general, some more general comments on Leicester and, and the money they're spending I think 
Yeah, well, the phrase that's being banded about is that you're buying the league. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? You had the Thai people take over. Um, they've renamed the stadium to King Power. Like, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, well, the stadium name I'm not too concerned about because I don't think anyone really liked the Walker Stadium as a name either. <laughs> so uh, the mood amongst Leicester fans regarding that is a bit of a shrug of the shoulders and no one seems to really mind. Um, there was a, a piece in the Mirror um, this week by uh, Ollie Holt about uh, how... Uh, egregious it all was that you know stadium names and they should be sacred and stuff I think that's an era of football that's probably sadly over um, and to get into the Premier League these days you do need to invest and Leicester are, uh, are now in a position with the owners that they've got that they are investing um, it's whether the, there is a sustainable investment on the back of it the problem will be if the money runs out um, now the King Power organisation is apparently worth about four billion dollars uh, so we, we, we reckon as Leicester fans with our fingers crossed, uh, that it's it's something that's going to be sustainable. But obviously this could all come crashing around our, uh, our ears very quickly. Um, so there is that kind of nervousness in the background as well that, you know, it, it, this could all fall apart very quickly. And this, this wonderful dream of starting the season with uh, what looks like um, the, the, the favourites to win promotion could, uh, could very easily evaporate. Yeah, I mean, mm, can I right. sort of jump in, Ben, if that's all right? I've got a quick, I just want to make a, uh, yeah. a comparison from, from what we just saw with, with the season just gone. I mean, obviously, you, yourselves, you picked up form dramatically from, say, the opening day was probably our best point of the season when we beat you guys. <laughs> I think everything was down <laughs> from there. Um, but um, in terms of the football we played, certainly. But, I mean, if you look at, uh, is it, do you see any similarities in what QPR have, have done? Uh, in that they, you know, they threw a bit of money about, uh, certainly threw some money to get our manager. Um, Although that's a mixed blessing in some people's opinions, but um, if you, you see now that they've gone up to the Premier League and they're, you know, they're struggling to spend spend any money really, and they're, you know, I think a lot of their fans have suddenly they've got to the, the promised land. They saw they saw the money go in the club, and then they're now seeing ticket prices sort of go beyond what they want to pay, and they're seeing. I mean, do you have any fears about your ownership that that similar things might happen? Well, in terms of what they've been doing, their relationship with the fans has actually been quite good. They've, they've introduced um, swipe card season tickets this season, which might not mm. sound like a very big deal, but it does mean that they can offer discounted cup tickets and, and, and do very innovative things um, with, with their, you know, those sort of games very, very easily. And they've also had lots of fans fixtures, so when we played... Doncaster Rovers at home last season. Um, the uh, average price for an adult ticket was ten pounds if you knew someone, if you didn't know someone with a season ticket hold, uh, if you didn't know someone with a season ticket. But if you knew a season ticket holder, you could get in for six quid. So you know, there, there's been um, a, a good ethos so far, um, and the rapport between the fans and the owners is good at the moment. Um, they've expanded the number of cheap seats. Um, in 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 the Walker, well, I keep calling the Walkers in the King Power Stadium, um, so we're seeing you know the good side of that. Um, obviously, some of the other ticket prices have gone up, so um, there's there's obviously that that side of the equation to look at too. I I at the moment I'm feeling you know quite positive about uh, the way the club's going, um, and and they do seem um, like genuine people. Um, there are there aren't in it for the big books, you know, when Leicester get promoted, they'll be looking to ship the club off to uh, you know, the, the, the next big investor. They, they seem to be in it to um, expand the, uh, you know, the awareness of their company outside of Thailand, um, and, and obviously being in the Premier League is a very good vehicle for doing that. Mm, yeah. Um, another player that you've brought in as well is Matt Mills from Reading. Um, we were talking about this off-air earlier, over 5 million for him. Do you think that's 
that's a worthy amount of money or too much? Well, I mean, I was just trying to think of, of players that have signed for over five million uh, between um, second-tier clubs, and the only one we could think of, um, you know, in, in, in even recent memory, was Leith Hughes going to uh, Coventry from West Brom for just over five million. I think it was five right, million and one yeah. pound. There's a funny clause in his contract, but um, yeah, it, it's it's an enormous amount of money to spend on a defender, um, but. Again, I think there's a, a, an element of because people know Leicester have got money, there is a, a Leicester tax, as it were, mm. because people yeah. are, are, you know, know that they're, they're willing to pay and therefore they're popping the price up. Um, and I think the, the, the word was that Stoke and Wolves were hoping to chip away at that prior tag from Reading, but Leicester were, were prepared to pay it. So uh, that's why the deal went through. Oh, OK. And just to finish off quickly, thoughts for next season? Are you excited? Do you think you'll... It'll be as simple as automatic promotion, or do you think it'll be a bit more difficult than that? It's never it's never that simple with Leicester, um, as I'm sure most fans would um, probably say about their own clubs. So, um, I, you know, yeah. I remain quietly confident that Leicester can put a good run together. Um, but I do wonder what's going to happen, um, you know, if if we don't start well, and, and Leicester typically, um, when they when they start well, continue to to sort of bolster on and, 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 and make a good push for things. And when they start badly, um, it never really seems to materialise. There isn't a late push for promotion that's been successful. Um, I can't think of one mm. uh, probably since the 80s that we've done something like that. So um, so it looks like um, Leicester have got to start well and the pitch to this has not been too kind. So there's a lot of big games very early on um, that uh, Leicester have really need to go out and win. That's great. Thank you very much yes, for your call. Yeah. And we'll just give you a little... little uh, plug at the end www.foxblogger.wordpress.com if you do want to read anything uh, more about Leicester than what you said well, today I, I just Thank want to mention I've, I've, I've had, can I just say I've just, I had a bit of a read earlier it's really very good stuff you've got your own podcast as well that right? that's right yeah you can find it on iTunes by uh, searching for Leicester City Podcast and uh, it will come up there and we like to sort of interview Leicester fans after the game get their views on things Oh, excellent stuff. And also, just want to mention that we will be speaking to you again uh, on when when the two clubs meet as well. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, obviously, I was leaving Ben to wrap this up, and I've now stolen his thunder. Sorry, Ben. Um, really but can fine. I just say, you know, I, you know, I'm like that. I'm, it's the ego. Um, well, no, what I wanted to say, mate, is obviously very good luck. Other than the two games against ourselves, I, I wish you all the best. You know, Leicester, a, a very good club, which sort of steeped in very good history. Um, I don't have any particular problems with them, which is rare for me. So, um, yeah, fantastic stuff. Thanks for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. Cheers, Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Bye now. Cheers. Bye. Yeah, fantastic. Now, what we've got to try and do from here is try and get potentially some presenters back uh, and talk to Rich Corley. Now, Rich is uh, being called, as I'm jabbering now, filling, I think it's called. Uh, Aaron's now on the line as well. And uh, Mark. Ring, ring. Yeah, you don't have to say ring. Hello, Mike. Right, hello, hello. <laughs> hello. Ah, fantastic. Hello, Richard. Is it, uh, Chris Hambling on Homestay Radio. Hi, mate. How you doing? Not too bad. Uh, you're on live, by the way. I don't want to drop that, drop, drop that on you a bit there. Sorry. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm brilliant, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Yeah. Did you want to ring on my home phone? You might get a better signal. It's up to you. I can, I can do it on here, but... Um, I think with the problems we've had, we could, now that you can hear us, and uh, I think we'll just stick, we'll stick with what we've got. We've spent, spent the last 15 minutes losing a Leicester, fla- Leicester flam, I nearly said fan. So, uh, no, we'll stick with this right. if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine, no problems. Okay, um, obviously it's been, uh, well, I think when we planned to speak to you, there wasn't a, a huge amount going on, but it's been a, been a busy day really, and that's probably the best place to start. Um, 
you were the uh, one on Twitter who broke the news about uh, Mile Yedinek. Uh, how did yeah. you sort of, well, I would say, how did you hear about it? Well, obviously, you don't have to give away your sources, but um, sort of you sort of explain to us how that came about, really. Well, I mean, I think, you know, a little while ago, actually, in, a, uh, in the Standard paper, they actually had the original story saying that um, Yedinak was a, was a sort of target. And um, I think it's one that, that Palace have had as a, as a potential signing for a little while. It's taking mm. a bit of time, I think, for each of the deals to sort of get across the finishing line. But, um, you know, this one has sort of got a, a whisper earlier on this morning that it looked as though the deal was going to happen. And... Um, it, it was done sort of fairly quickly at the, the training ground today. Um, it yeah. sounds like uh, Dougie Friedman obviously sort of didn't travel down with the squad to try and make sure that the deal did get across the finishing line. And there was a bit of interest from elsewhere, which I'm sure you're probably aware of. You know, Rangers had, had pushed yeah. quite hard for him as well. So a good, a good signing, I think. I mean, I've not seen a lot of him myself, so it's difficult to judge. But it sounds like he's he's kind of this all-action guy, physical, strong, and you know, scores a few goals as well, so so it looks a good addition for them. Yeah, I thought, I mean, it, it immediately springs to mind uh, as a, perhaps losing Neil Dans as we expected to, that that became a very important transfer, I, I expect. Um, like you say, he's not, not one that we've really come across, like you can sort of see plenty on, on YouTube, although to be honest, a lot of people look good on YouTube, I could probably make a YouTube Exactly, video. yeah, I think every single player you look at on YouTube always looks quite tidy. Mm, I can vividly remember watching Chef Kikuchi's uh, YouTube video, <laughs> thinking, thinking about what a good two and a half million we've spent there. Oh my days! Um, exactly. <laughs> okay. I mean, you sort of touched on it in terms of the um, how the things have been perhaps a little bit slower than we might expect in, in general, really. Um, uh, Dougie's sort of attitude, shall we say, in terms of commenting on stories, is, is different than than any manager I've experienced in sort of recent times. He seems fairly fairly quick to deny literally everything. It's kind of like a denial policy until something's in the bag. If, if you, would you say that's fair? That's how he's perhaps coming across. Uh, yeah, I think I think to a degree. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's difficult, I suppose, because the the nature of the world we live in now, with Twitter and everything else, you know, every single player. It quickly spreads like wildfire. Any rumor, good, bad, or you know, right or wrong, really. So it can be a bit of a difficult one. You know, you sort of throw a few names at him as we do as, as press, and um, quite often they say no. You know, definitely not one for us, and kind of thing like that. Obviously, there've been sort of uh, in the past. Dougie's played down certain deals. I mean, a lot of people mentioned the Glenn Murray one, but mm -hmm. I think the thing to point out with that one is that um, even going back earlier in the summer, he did kind of say. I like him, but it's not a done deal. Now, whether that's right or, right or at the time, I don't necessarily know. But, um, mm. you know, that one crossed the line. There's been other players as well. So I suppose, yeah, he does keep his cards close to his chest, but you can kind of understand that. I mean, if it, if it yeah. helps with getting that player across the, across the finishing line, um, it's, um, I suppose, you know, each manager operates in a, in a different way. I think, I think everyone obviously, you know, dealing with Neil Warnock and, other managers that were there, you know, they, they can be tight-lipped, especially on players that they actually want. Um, they're more happy yeah. to sometimes talk about players they don't, they're not necessarily up that high up on their radar. But, yeah, I take on board with you, I think Dougie probably is just trying to make sure, along with the, the owners, that he can get the deals done. And I think so far mm. this summer, you know, not been a, you know, it's been quality probably over quantity. You know, I mean, KG last year, I think he did well. Um, yeah. I think, 
there's a feeling that he can play a, in a more attacking role. When he came in, he was, you know, had to be quite disciplined and Palace was sort of sneaking and grinding their way to, to safety. I think there's a yeah. feeling there's a bit more to him than that. Um, and some of the, you know, I think obviously Glenn Murray's scoring record, excellent at League One level. So, and the fact he yeah. comes from Brighton probably um, helps as well that you, you've managed to get yeah. him away from them. That's sort of cheer, cheer me up slightly, that one. Um, yeah. I, well, yeah, I mean, where you, where you sort of, sort of steering to me, me towards where I wanted to go, really, and it's, um, there's, there's the conflict, really, between, I mean, I'm sure you get it as well. You, I mean, I've seen you getting all, all numbers of tweets from Palace fans. You know, is there any news? Is there, is there any news? Blah, 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 blah. And you, and you get this all the time, and you, you, you get this, uh, kind of the hype building up. A player gets linked. Um, that player may never even, be on anyone's list at Palace, but that that kind of that hype builds, and then the clubs get this flat denial, and then people actually end up having a bit of a sulk about it. I mean, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously from your point of view, your um, your reputation in, and your success is based on getting these things right. So, I suppose any any links you give, you're not, you know, there's no fabrication there. It's a genuine source, would you say? Or is, yeah, you know, absolutely. Or, yeah, I mean. I think um, if you just start making up stories or running stuff, um, you know, without any kind of um, actual sort of checking of the facts, it's just not the way to operate. Um, you know, obviously certain stuff that you see, particularly in the national media, you know, that's often an agent and those are journalists. So sometimes teams that are mentioned is to drive up the interest in a player. I mean, this is kind of stuff mm. I'm sure people know, but... You know, as a local paper, we certainly try and be quite responsible. There's a hell of a lot of names that are out there. Um, I mean, I get it on Twitter quite often saying, any news? I mean, I don't always have time to reply because you sort of, you know, the message really is if there is something that I know, I would put it up there. I'd put a link to our website. I've mentioned we got something in the paper. So with anything, it's a question of checking it out in a few different places and finding out if there is actually any credibility. I mean, at the moment, obviously, it's just a huge... I mean, every single day you look and... There's a new name being mentioned, um, yeah. but equally, you've got to remember, I suppose, that if, if Palace are looking at bringing in, you know, eight, nine, ten players or whatever it might be over the course of the summer, by the time they've done loans, they probably are looking. You've got to have more than one choice. So there is this whole swathe of players you're going to be actually having as a potential hit list, and then you kind of yeah. narrow it down. If you can't get your top targets, you're dropping down. So that's the reason why I think so many of these names come out. Mm. I mean. There's a couple of things, really. Uh, obviously, I'm going to ask you probably about some specifics on, on well, something you tweeted tweeted earlier about a an academy player. Is there anything specific you can give us on that, or because it, it's obviously not been announced today? Yeah, I can't I can't say any more. The reason I won't do is because um, I, I think at the moment the one thing I'm always pretty careful of is that although I've got an interest in getting a story and getting it in the paper, and getting it on our website first. I'm always pretty wary if it's going to actually mean that Palace might not get the actual player. So for that reason, I won't. The only thing I would say is I was told that it was probably going to be announced today. The indications I'm hearing now is that it probably um, will be tomorrow. It's still very much going to be going on. It's a, a sort of highly regarded young player who's um, set to come in, one for the future, not someone I think is going to go into the first team fold. But um, I can't really reveal any more because the last thing I want to do is someone say, oh, you've mentioned the name, it's now out, and, you know, Team X has come in with more money. So for that reason, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really like to say. Absolutely fair. Um, is it someone people would have heard of, would you say? Um, I, 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 I haven't heard of them purely because they're only, they're only a, a very young player but very highly yeah. rated. So I don't think it's okay. someone that, you, that, that the general football 
fan or you know, myself or anyone necessarily would have heard of. I suppose once his name comes out in the fullness of time, probably tomorrow, people will do a bit of checking and find out exactly how good he is. But yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a good signing for the academy. And obviously, um, when you've got a strong academy already, it's, it's encouraging to hear that yeah. it sounds like another player could be on their way in. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. I mean, we, we saw it with uh, Quay Taylor joining last year that uh, Palace are actually... Uh, I mean, I think they said he was the first player at the academy that had actually gone out and bought um, for, you know, for a, per- a significant period of time. Um, it's it's yeah. nice to hear that they're, they're, they're trying to add to that. That's fantastic. Okay, thanks for that, yeah, mate. Um, not, I... Go on. No, go. Yeah, no, all I was going <laughs> to say is I think, I think prior to that, they hadn't necessarily... You know, you, we, we obviously speak to the local clubs, you know, the sort of Dulwiches and Tootings and teams like that that we cover in our neck of the woods. And the feel was, maybe going back pre-CPFC 2010, th- there wasn't quite a network there to dig into those local teams below what was already coming through the academy. And I think that now there certainly is much more emphasis, much more sort of legwork that goes into looking at those teams and seeing who they've got there. So I actually think that on that front, you know, there are other players that maybe Palace will look at and will pick up that might have slipped the net before. So that's that's really important. Yeah, and that's that's very encouraging to hear because that's exactly the sort of thing our fans love is, is, you know, these these rough diamonds, if you like, that, you know, players that we can polish and, and turn into, you know, top players. It's, it's what we did in our most successful period and I think a lot of people would love to see that again. OK, listen, that's yeah. fantastic, Richard. Uh, probably the la- last question I want to ask you is a general question. Uh, yeah. And it's... It really does relate to uh, to Brighton's signing of Craig Bacow-Smith. Um, right. I don't know if you know the the money involved, but I just wanted a general sort of opinion on, I suppose, the sort of money being banded about. But again, we, we talked to a Leicester fan earlier. That Leicester spending spent £5 million on, on Matt Mills. It's that sort of money. Um, fair play rules are coming in and what have you. But basically, at the moment, do, do you think there's been a, an effect on, on Palace's uh, ability to, to compete in the transfer market? I think I think we'll probably get a clearer picture as we go along. I mean, I think the deals that have been done so far have been good. I mean, if you looked at Glenn Murray, Lenny Lawrence, um, I did a bit with, with, with Lenny going back when Glenn signed, and he said mm. if he was under contract, you're looking at a player that would cost in excess of, a, you know, coming into the championship, would cost in excess of probably £2 million. So, mm. I mean, that deal alone, I know he's unproven, but, but Lenny's comment, and I think it's true, was that, you know, the the amount of risk there is far less than if you pay what you have paid for Craig McCall Smith than if you've got someone like Glenn Murray who's a free transfer and could be just as successful. I do think it's quite not surprising, perhaps, what some of the teams are spending. You've got, I think the division's going to be, I know it's a cliche that people say it's going to be tougher every year. I haven't necessarily always thought that. I think sometimes mm. the standard hasn't been as good. But I think this year, with the teams that have come down from the Premier League and with the kind of clubs that are coming up, um, I, I just think it will be a tougher league. So there are naturally teams that are going to spend more. Of course, the thing you don't want to do as a club, which, which Palace have done before and it's had disastrous effects, is just go out there and spend money to try and chase the dream. You know, because what mm. we did a bit with Steve Parrish in the paper about football finance, um, and we did it with all the local clubs, and Steve said that there are certain teams that basically drive the whole league by going out and spending money and everyone was kind yeah. of following suit. And I think the danger is you try and do that. You can't match Leicester completely, but you could try to. I think what Palace have got to do is do their homework. I think there's good players out there and I think they can get them. But I think you've got to show a bit of nerve and you've got to show a bit of bravery and not jump in too quickly. I think the deal so yeah. far has been good and 
I think, hopefully, fingers crossed, the ones that come over the next few weeks will be will be just as good because I think there's a chance for Palace to have a good squad next season, a stronger squad mm. than they had last year. So, do you, is there anything sort of imminent that you're aware of other than this academy player? Uh, no, I mean obviously the other the other player that um, uh, is, is due to come in this week is Morgan Gold, the uh, who's mm. coming in on trial. But in in effect, um, you know, I think as a, a fee has been agreed, so you know that's. I don't think it's trial; it's just coming in to you know that that they haven't got a plan with. I think if Palace do these uh, trialists. It's going to be players where they come from abroad and there will be a fee agreed with the club. So I think Morgan Gold's going to be the next interesting one because obviously defence is now a key, key position to address with Adam Bauer going, Claude Davis going. Doesn't look like Anthony Gardner's going to come back. I think that's going to be the next area that's going to be happening. But in terms of anything imminent, all I was told as of today was that they were just looking to get the, you know, the, the, the Australian boy in and then they were going to look at yeah. where they went from there. Okay, mate. I'll um. Well, I'll I'll leave it there. That's absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, been no a pleasure problems. to speak to you. Um, and obviously, want to want to give you a quick plug. Um, your your Twitter, I believe, is at uh, Rich Corley SLP. That's um, right, great stuff. And www.southlondonpress.co.uk. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. Fantastic. Uh, anything yeah. else you want to plug before we let you go? No, that's it really. I mean, obviously, we're just trying to keep the stuff ticking over. Now the season's coming back round again. We'll be, you know, covering the pre-season matches and um, getting ready for the start of the season with another supplement to do with all the clubs in it. So, yeah, that's it really. And, uh, yeah, obviously, if I if I do get anything, if fans are wondering why I don't always reply about transfer stuff or anything like that, it's literally because I haven't, haven't really got anything that I can update. And as and when I do, I'll, I'll try and make people aware of it. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Rich, and uh, we'll catch no up with you soon. Cheers, mate. Yeah, Bye take now. care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's fantastic stuff from Rich. There, I understand a few people at home are having some uh, technical problems with the the feed cutting in and out, which is slightly frustrating. Hopefully, that will be back uh, now. We haven't got a call, and we've got Aaron and Mark back on as presenters. Hopefully, that will resolve itself. But we will have a look at that. Um, so, when the season's underway correctly, hopefully, we won't have any of these issues. Uh, we'll discuss it after the show. Okay, well, from there, we've, I mean, obviously that's, that's probably gone on a lot longer than we wanted to go on, really. Um, apparently I'm breaking up to Ben now. I blame Ben. Um, right, well, what we'll do, we'll, uh, we'll try and, uh, just wrap up your, your emails, tweets, and various other messages, and then we'll, uh, we'll bid you farewell, I think. Um, okay, so, uh, everyone into their email document. I say, because obviously I should be there first. Um, I'm going to start with the first one. It's, uh, it's a guy called Serial Thriller, who hopefully regular listeners will be more than aware of. Um, I'm really, I haven't read through this. The chances are, by the time I get halfway through the email, I'll be seriously regretting really reading funny. it out. Is it? It usually is funny, but it's usually yeah. some <laughs> reference to a sexual right act to in age. some way. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, um, I'm just going to go diving straight in. Uh, prepare yourselves. Steal yourselves. It says, Ahoy, members of that amiable Homesdale Radio Vajazzle. Hope you've had a spiffing break. I actually spent the time spray painting my body so I had the skin of a leopard. 
And now I run around on all fours in the local neighbourhood, prowling, I think he means prowling, on unsuspecting people and licking their feet. Anywho, I have a question to pose to you. Myself and Annalie Eagle were discussing in the chat room our favourite aspects of Kelvin Andrew. Basically, I swore that I saw him the other day, ran up to get an autograph, but unfortunately it was just a random bloke who seemed slightly perturbed by a man dressed as a leopard, running up to him shouting, Calvin, Calvin. I reckon that it was his eyes that gave him away, as Calvin has beautiful dreamy eyes, but these guys were <laughs> quite pallid and apathetic. So the question is, what physical attribute most endears yourself to a man? Well, that's a different question than I was expecting. And for the record, he thinks we'll finish nine, sorry, 17th on 21 points. That's, that, it's going to be a very, very odd season. It's going to be a very, very odd season if we finish 17th on 21 points. Absolutely. Um, I don't even know what to say to that, really. I can't answer the question because it's just not about football. And I'm glad to see that Calvin has uh, taken your um, your affections now we've lost uh, Claude. And obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure whether, whether Lewis from Eagle will also have that same uh, view. Calvin's brilliant. He can fly. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't even know what he's saying now, Aaron. Um, the next person, uh, Mark, you were going to read it anyway. Um, it's... it's um, Matthew Albert. Cowley. Yeah, Albert, he's, he's, he likes to be called. Come on. Off you go. It just says, hello, radio presenters. I think the signings that CPFC 2010 <laughs> have brought in seem very positive from a playing ability point of view. However, why do we sign players with well, long, complicated, and dare I say it, foreign-sounding names? Maybe because they're foreign. But anyway, uh, mentioning uh, Dicker Choi and obviously our new signing... Yadnak. Um, I can't even say them right, and even I could, even if I could, I don't think I could afford to get them printed on my shirt. What happened to good old-fashioned, solid, short, and dare I say it, not foreign names, Smithball, Tabby, Jif, <laughs> etc. You wouldn't get them wearing gloves or weird scarves that Tevez uses to hide his ball bag neck skin. Ho-hum. <laughs> Racist Dave from Orpington. <laughs> I, I just right. absolutely, I, I don't know what to say. We've had some real mental communication in this week, but that's what we expect, I suppose. Racist well, Dave. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. <laughs> they are, no matter how bizarre it is. <laughs> Weird and uh, well, look, it's been a bit of a bit of a strange show back. Uh, we did have a few more things uh, to talk about, but I think we'll leave those for another day. Um, I hope uh, what you did here you enjoyed. The podcast undoubtedly won't have any of the uh, the feed problems that people were having listening, so do do check that out. Um, just check our page, www.holeradio.net, uh, or search for Homesdale on iTunes, and you'll, you'll find it there. All the links are in the uh, in the, the threads on Homesdale anyway. Um, Ben's just just said, excuse me, I don't really know what that's about. Um, but what yeah, we'll do... From, yeah. Sorry, go on then. Go on. No, don't worry, carry on. Oh, for Christ's sake. No, I was just going to say, you had to, re- you had to read above, and I didn't know what Mikey was talking about. But now this no. relates nothing to what the listeners understand, so we're actually just no. talking rubbish. Yeah, see, yeah. Th- it's, been a, it, it's been a learning experience today. It, um, if you, you, know, if we've you are had... listening, if there is anyone still listening, you should forget the last 30 seconds or what you just yeah. heard. And pretend it's, that been, it's, been it's been six weeks away, and frankly... You know, we're like a like a, an athlete who's put, got a bit flabby in his in the off season, mm. and uh, we're we're just going to try and firm up. Uh, a bit <laughs> Neil Shipley-esque at the moment. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. kind of shit. And we've got some, um, we got some work to do. But look, that's great. I think, I think the, um, the two interviews went, were, were excellent, even though they did completely knock out the feeds. So like I say, do listen to the podcast on that one, uh, and, <laughs> and, uh, Mikey said he loves that we think it's bad. It's always like this. Is he right? Ben, is he right? I suppose. Yeah, right. yeah, he probably is right. Yeah, yeah. All right, good stuff. Well, look, um, again. I just want to say, Thank you to everyone who listened. Thank you to our callers uh, and our guests. I want to say thank you to Aaron and Mark, but not to Ben. Um, I say thank you to Mikey, just about. He deserves me, some. Me. To <laughs> Good stuff. Me, me. And uh, 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 everyone say bye, and we'll go. Bye. 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 Come back next week. See you next week. Bye. Me, me. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.